0: Welcome to my podcast. When you're listening, I just ask that you keep an open mind. First and foremost, know that I'm not an expert, I make tons of mistakes. But I just wanted to share the wisdom of the people in my life. Thanks for listening. Hello guys, welcome to my podcast Um, Today I'm doing a solo Just talking about an issue that's been really hot over the past couple of months Since we're going through what I've been calling like a white supremacy pandemic But a lot of people have been addressing the movement to defund the police And I've just personally been seeing on my social media Um, and in the news a lot of misconceptions about what this is so I thought it would be dope if I addressed what this question means what is defund the police what does this mean so for me defund the police comes from a place of firstly acknowledging that our American police force has never been a neutral institution what does that mean It means that at its core, our police force was created from a place of white supremacy. Some of the first U.S. police forces in this country um, were slave patrols dating back to 1704 in the Carolina colonies. While these were not technically called um, and publicly funded U.S. police forces, these were the primary policing institutions of the time and this was to maintain the economy of the South that was reliant on slavery. And um, they were, were tasked with things such as chasing down runaway slaves and preventing slave revolts. And there's even a strong history um, if you look at the Civil War where the military and the slave patrols were um enforcing segregation and disenfranchisement of freed slaves and runaway slaves so at its core our policing institution the infrastructure from which we based our modern policing off of is based in white supremacy and this is something that we have to acknowledge when we talk about defund the defund the police movement in the modern age Um, because the pattern is there it started as slave patrols and It became a structure to enforce Jim Crow laws it became a structure to enforce the racist war on drugs and now today we're seeing violence against black and brown folks in the street disproportionately we're seeing violence which is being perpetuated by police at these protests um, peaceful protests and this is a symptom or many symptoms of a core issue, which is that our police is based in a racist, anti-black sentiment. And this is why Defund the Police, if we know that at its core is a white supremacist institution, we we can't reform our way out of this. And this is why you look at um, reforms such as body cameras, implicit bias trainings, many of these which came out of the Obama progressive policing initiative they haven't worked so first let me back up and address implicit bias trainings because as i started this podcast off i was addressing the fact that at its core our policing institution is based in institutional racism if we know that when we use things such as implicit bias training which, if, if you're not familiar with that term, it essentially... Implicit bias um, means that individuals might unconsciously have prejudice and or stereotypes, negative stereotypes, about certain groups of people. So when we do implicit bias training, we're shifting blame to the individual. We're shifting blame to individual cops. But we have to acknowledge that at its core the institution of policing is plagued the institution of policing harbors racism and white supremacy so when we have these implicit bias trainings it does little to deter as we've seen it has done little to deter police violence also People, police are turning off their body cameras and or leaving them on and showing us the, their slaying of young black and brown folks. These reforms have done so little to deter violence against black and brown people, but instead has pumped billions of dollars over the past couple of years, really the past several decades, into state and local police departments. In the past 40 years, police departments um, have increased their budget by about $80 billion, and that is after adjusting for inflation. And it's also excluding the many more billions of dollars that go into policing um, that come from federal grants and from like rollover military military resources. And all this has occurred while there's been a national trend downwards of police officers on the ground which is pointing to an issue of how our police are actually being scheduled, trained, and deployed. I will say this. I live currently in Atlanta, Georgia, um, which up until recently, I believe, was one of the most policed cities in America. I think around 2015, we were number nine or number 10. Um, Now we're just in the top 20. But there are still several cities that are being over-policed, um, which means that they have a disproportionate amount of police per 1,000 citizens. And generally, these are h- cities that are highly populated with black and brown people. But um, nationally, there has been a trend words of less police on the ground. So where is the money going, you might be asking? Good question. Basically, what's happening is police are being used to fill gaps, where city services are no longer adequate because they've been systematically defunded. Um, Police now have the role of managing things such as domestic violence, substance abuse. They may be called to address issues of homelessness um, or shelter insecurity. And um, I'm sure many of you are familiar with police being put into our public schools to quote, keep students safe, end quote. All of these are in these um, areas where police are being called to intervene in community, non-traditional community services, is bloating police budgets and making them overworked. So what we're looking at is police forces that are not properly trained to deal with a variety of community issues. Data points to, and this is um, FBI, they do like a data set on uniform crime reporting. Their data set shows that around 9 out of 10 calls for police are for nine nonviolent encounters. Um, this does not mean that they don't become violent. In many instances, police are actually bringing violence to these nonviolent um, encounters. This is because our police officers are mostly trained in use of force tactics to, quote, Reduce potential threats End quote So I just want to emphasize that A lot of these encounters that are nonviolent Do not call for a police officer with a gun to show up Police can be called for a variety of issues For things such as a cat being stuck in a tree There being potholes mental health related issues and we actually have trained professionals who are equipped to deal with all of these problems and they should be the ones being called instead of our police so in that way you can think of um, defund the police as actually relieving police from being overworked and overstressed by menial tasks it's the, the system that we have currently is inefficient and it can sometimes be scary for those calling police officers to address non-violent predicaments, and they're showing up with guns, um, sometimes hostility. If you were black and or brown, you could be met with some type of unjust violence. And this is just a waste of taxpayer money at the end of the day. So when we talk about defund the police, what we mean is we're, we want to reallocate or shift money out of bloated police budgets speaking back for atlanta currently i believe we get about our police gets about one-third of our city budget which is for the police i think that's around 220 million dollars and that's just the atlanta police department like the central atlanta police department that doesn't touch any of, any of the other um, municipalities that are, are located around it isn't doesn't address um, the Fulton County share of, of the police department. Doesn't address Georgia State Police Department. So just in the central APD, they're getting one-third of the city budget. So when we talk about defund the police, what we mean is not just taking police officers' salaries. In fact, Atlanta has a plan currently um, that's in city council, that's been floating in city council, the Rayshard Brooks bill which is asking for $73 million out of the police budget. It's not touching police salaries. Instead, what Defund the Police wants to do is shift money from these police budgets back into social services that are actually be more beneficial in addressing community issues, such as funding social workers funding mental health professionals funding other institutions that can address these more local and non-violent predicaments that community members face who are actually properly trained once again to deal with all of these non-violent encounters defunding the police will also seek to address the root of crime which is something that for some reason our police department doesn't harp on they don't ever want to get to the root of why there's actually crime on the streets. And study after study has shown that if you invest money into education, into housing, infrastructure, food insecurity, rehabilitation, mental health care, child care services, transportation, and the list goes on and on, these things actually deter crime. So defunding the police this is this is where the money would go it would go into these services so that people aren't compelled to do a legal activity so that communities can be stronger communities can be educated communities can be making a living wage communities can have proper child care they have a ride that shows up on time that will get them to work they have a meal every day these are things That could benefit our communities in a much more impactful way than just flooding our streets with police officers who are not properly trained, who are overworked in many cases, and who in some instances bring violence and an unnecessary death. So some of you may be wondering, is this actually an attainable goal? Will cities, states, our country ever come to a place where we will want to defund the police or we will be optimistic and be moving towards these initiatives? Well, the answer is it's already happening. So we can look at a couple of examples that have occurred in the past couple of months. I think the biggest and most noticeable um, or the most notable being LA. Um, The mayor of LA, Garcetti, said that he has planned to shift $150 million from the police budget into community initiatives that impact black and brown communities in LA, such as um, a summer work program, health care initiatives, housing initiatives, also a part of this budget, and the project that was approved by city council is to create an unarmed emergency responder group um, that can respond to nonviolent calls of service. And I think when looking at the actual demands of Black Lives Matter activists, um, this initiative actually falls short of their demands. 150 million may sound like a lot, but considering that the LA um, police budget is well over a billion dollars um, this is basically chump change but this is a step in the right direction this is reallocating shifting funding from police budgets into back into communities and this was the way that we can actually deter crime and in the process actually help police officers by reducing their workload reducing stress And this $150 million, by the way, only touched their overpay budget, which means that the LAPD had, at minimum, $150 million reserved for overpay for police officers. So To put that in perspective, they do not need that money. This money should have been in the community all along. If you're interested in looking at other examples, potentially, there are a variety of cities that are either in the process or have passed something in their city council to move towards defunding the police. Some of those cities are San Francisco, San Diego, Oakland, Milwaukee, Denver, Durham, um, Winston-Salem, Chicago, New York City, and DC. So. Keep an eye out for these projects and be looking at ways and thinking about ways that we can reimagine our public safety. Think about ways that we can move towards a state where we don't need police officers with guns um, flooding our cities and our communities. Think about ways that we can be taking care of each other and that our, our publicly funded programs can be benefiting us in more meaningful ways. But yeah, that's all I got for you tonight or today. (laughs) Peace out.